Good morning. As you can see, we had a lot of fun so far this summer, and there's still more to come. Um, we, what I'm going to do this morning is going to kind of talk through a progression of what the youth have been doing this year, and and how as a church we can we can learn from them and what they've been doing. So, uh, kind of started back in January. We had our disciple now, and we started talking about what's next. What what is next in your faith journey for some that was accepting christ to begin their faith journey for some they needed to get baptized for some they just needed to get into good christian principles of their daily walk with jesus and to increase their faith and so that's what we started focusing on it throughout the rest of the year has been what are those principles and what what can we um, learn from them and strength, to strengthen our, our faith. And what I'm call, calling this is a next level faith. And so um, back, in, back in May, we, um, we had a junior and senior retreat. And we had not done this before. It was just something we, we thought we needed to do to get our juniors and seniors ready to go off to college. And whether they're staying here or going elsewhere, there were some things we thought they needed to know that we might not have talked, touched on yet. And so, so we brought them together and um, we started work talking about living out your purpose in life and what that looks like. And so we, we talked about different ways to get into the Word. We talked about a lot of things. But one of the things we did there was a spiritual gifts inventory. And on that spiritual gifts inventory, we realized what gifts God had given each and every one of us. And, and what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were, where we could improve, where we needed to really flourish, because that's what God had given us to use for Him and His glory. So um, that was what we started talking about. And then we went to Falls Creek. Two weeks of Falls Creek. Yeah, as you saw in the video, had a lot of fun. We, um, we with, had the middle school week first, and during that middle school week, we realized during the progression of Falls Creek's curriculum, looking through that, um, they wanted the students to have a quiet time every morning. And we realized pretty quick that a lot of people, did, the kids, didn't know what a quiet time was. So how are they supposed to go have a quiet time when they didn't even know what that meant? They thought that you'd just go outside, sit down, be quiet, and play with rocks, and <laughs> skip them across the creek, and everything was good for 15 minutes. So, um, so we, we took that time um, to share with them how to have a quiet time and what that looks like. And it looks, it, there's so many different ways you can do that. And we shared that with them and, and Brandon Arrington, our youth intern, led some of those sessions and um, he showed them how to do book studies. He showed them um, how to just dig into scripture. We talked about some people use music as, as their devotion time and the lyrics of songs. Um, there's all kinds of different things, journaling. Um, so we talked through all those type, type things. And, um, and then high school week, we, 
um, we had a, a solid group of students that, that came with us. Very impressed with them. Um, and they were wanting to go a little deeper. Um, so I'm going to tell one of those stories at the end of my sermon. Um, but we talked a lot about being a family and what that meant. Um, we, we have it up in our youth hall. If you haven't been up there, you can go look on the boards. We have family written up there, and there's pictures of all the different things that we've done together throughout the year. And, and we focused on what family looks like. And, and families aren't always happy, are they? Sometimes we get on each other's nerves. Sometimes we aggravate each other. But deep down, we know we love each other. And that's what we did during that week was came together as a group and really solidified our family. Um, so we went through all those. Then we ended up with a trip to Watonga um, for a mission trip. And uh, we started that off with a worship service that was one of the most incredible things I've ever witnessed. Um, we had five different congregations that came together in the, that community from several different denominations, from several different cultures. Um, we, had, um, we had a several different languages that we were dealing with in that, in that service, and we sang music in English, we sang music in Spanish, we even did some Cherokee chants. Um, so there was a, a wide variety of, of worship happening there. But one thing that was true, we brought all those people together, but we all served the one true God. And to see us all come together and serve that community was just incredible to see how we worked together, jailed together, and, and loved on each other in that, that community. Um, so where does that lead us today? Um, I'm going to talk through some spiritual habits that I think can get you to that next level faith. And these are the habits that we've been talking through with the youth. And... The first one that we're going to talk about is you have to read the Bible. You cannot have a next level faith and not be in the Word. Um, Psalms 119 that Addison and Emerson read earlier for us. Can you pull it up, please? It says, How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping it according to your word. And where is the word? The Bible. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me wander from your commandments. Where are the commandments? In the Bible. Your word I have treasured in my heart. Where is his word? In the Bible. See a pattern here? That, it may, that I might not sin against you. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies. 
And where are they? In the Bible. As much as in all riches. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes, which are in the Bible. With my lips I have told all of, all, of all the ordinances of your mouth, which are in the Bible. I will meditate on your precepts and regard your ways. I shall delight in your statutes. I shall not forget your word. Seems like the Bible's pretty important, right? You have to open the book and read it. That is one thing that we've been focusing on in youth this year. We have to bring your Bibles to learn about God. And we are having a Tuesday night Bible study this summer. The middle school have been going to the Mullinax house every, night this, every Tuesday night this summer. And the high school have been going to did several different homes. The McMillans have opened their home. The Stravettes have opened theirs. I've opened mine. Um, and this week we're going to be at the Smith's house, even though the Smith's won't be there. It'll be fine, I promise. So, so, um, but um, we will, we've been diving into the Word. The, the middle schoolers have been going, doing a book study um, through the book of James. And the high schooler, I've been lead, Brandon Arrington's been leading that group, and I've been leading the study through the book of John with the high schoolers. And then when we finish in a couple of weeks, we're going to switch and teach the opposite. So um, we've been going verse by verse through there, talking through a lot, of, a lot of good things and opening up a lot of good discussion about what God has for us in our lives. And so that's the way the youth have been moving towards that. Number two, we have to pray. Prayer is essential to get to that next level faith. Um, Psalms 5.3, it says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. And Psalm 88, 13, it says, But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help. And in the morning, my prayer comes before you. Now, it talks about the morning a lot. How many people are morning people? Not very many. <laughs> What, what I think he's talking about there is when you wake up, the first thing you think about is him. And, and to first thing you think about is to pray and have that conversation with him to start out your day. Um, it doesn't have to be at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, he wouldn't be hearing from me at that time. So, <laughs> um, But prayer is essential um, to, to the next level faith. We, as a youth group, we've, we've talked about different ways of prayer. And it's more than just saying a prayer to God. It's praying with expectancy. Um, 
It's praying knowing that God has the power to answer that prayer. And, um, and it's not just verbalizing that prayer. There's different ways you can pray. You can journal. You can write out a prayer to God and look at it as a reflection. There's a lot of different ways to do that. And so that's kind of the thing that we've been talking through with our youth um, this year. Number three, worship. This one can get a little touchy. All of us kind of have our preferences, don't we, when it comes to worship. Um, what I want to read to you is Hebrews 12, 28. It says, Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe. And then Psalm 29.2 says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due to His name. Worship the Lord in holy array. One thing we have to realize, church, is worship isn't about us. It's about Him. And when we realize that, um, I wish I had a dollar for every, every time I've heard somebody say, oh, the music's too loud, or oh, the orchestra's too loud, or oh, sorry Jared, the drums are too loud. <laughs> Everybody has their preference, but it's not about our preferences, is it? It's about worshiping God, Him being our focus with authenticity in our worship and with reverence and awe. I like that word, awe. Um, it doesn't matter what we're doing up here. If it's done that way, it's good. God says it's good. I'm not saying it's good. That's what he wants from us. If you have a problem with it, you have a problem with God. Because that is what he says. And I'm preaching to myself here too. I have my preferences. But it's all about him, not about us. Number four. Service. Like I said, we, we took a trip to Watonga um, and um, it was a great trip. I'm reminded of a story. We had two little twins that were five years old. Technically, we, didn't, we weren't supposed to take anybody under six, but... I caved and said, yes, you can come. And it was a blessing to have those five-year-olds in, in our BBS. We realized really quickly that family was huge.
for that community. A lot of the parents worked, or it was a single parent home, and we had to pick up a lot of them to get them to VBS. And every day it seemed like we were picking them up at a different house. There were kids that I picked up and dropped off at three different homes throughout the week, and it was only a four-day week. But they were all family members helping each other out to, to make sure that their kids could be a part of VBS. And most of the homes in that area are pretty run down. Um, and so we, we had some conversations about that as a team in the evenings and what that looked like for those that had went with me to pick up the kids. And, and they thought it was really cool how one day we dropped them off at Grandma's house. The next day we picked them up at their aunt's house. Then later that day we dropped them off at their house. And it was just kind of the, the cycle. And we, we, talked, we picked up those, those two twins every day. And we picked them up at Grandma's house and at their house throughout the week. And one of the twins was so excited that their mom got a job at the Apple Market. Now, the Apple Market in Watonga is really the only place you can buy groceries. It's a small little country-like store, and that's basically it. And her mom had just gotten hired as the head cook at the Apple Market. And she was so excited for what that meant for her family. And so we, we, were, we'd all, we fixed them breakfast, because a lot of them, did, they're on... Uh, when school's out, they don't really get a chance to eat breakfast. So we, we made them breakfast. Um, Angela Atkins and Stacy Stravette cooked breakfast every morning for them. And, um, and they were sitting down. Stacy and I were having breakfast with the twins. And one of them said um, that her big thing all through the week because of VBS, you heard earlier, God is good. The Lord is good. She said it, I don't know how many times. It was all the time, wasn't it? Uh, all the time, the Lord is good. God is good. From a five-year-old. And she, um, she said, well, why are you so, we asked, why, why are you so excited about um, all this, and she said, my mom has always told me that as long as we have family and God, we are good. That's what it's about, people. It's about us coming together as a family, investing into each other's lives, having authentic conversations with each other and building those relationships. That's what we have to do as a church. Um, we have one 
One more thing I'm going to talk about here. Before we get there, we're going to kind of recap a little bit. When you take greater ownership in your faith, and when you're living out your purpose fueled by solid spiritual practices, your life takes on a new and deeper level of potential impact. Your influence will grow. So that's kind of where we are now as a youth group, is how will our influence bring others in? Um, we've done a lot of work on ourselves. Now we're starting to focus out. Um, and we have 1 Timothy 4.12. Can we pull that up, please? With, with good will render service as to the Lord and not men. With good will render service as to the Lord and not to men. I think that might not be the correct verse. So I am going to read what I have here. Um, yes, there it is. Um, Let no one look down on your youthfulness, but rather in speech... Conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself an example of those who believe. Students, I think you're doing a great job of that. Y'all have worked really hard this last year. If y'all don't know, our, our youth group is full of introverts. There's a few sprinkled in that are extroverts like myself, but which is really a challenge at times because... I'm always wanting to go and do, and they're like, let's just sit and talk. And I'm like, ah, that freaks me out. So, um, so, so but that, is, um, that has been a huge step for our youth group to start engaging with people and students as they come upstairs, making them feel welcome. And, and we have conversations about it all the time. Um, one of our students came up and he, he said, um, Clint, how do we do this? It is not in my nature to just go up and talk to somebody. That's not me. And, and we, we've, talked and let, we've talked about that a ton, about what that looks like and what, how your example is, is an influence on others, and, and they have came a long way in that department, and I'm proud of you. Um, on first Tim, in 1 Timothy 4.12, Paul encourages Timothy, and by default, all young Christ followers, to set an example for others through living out their faith. Now, in the Greek, the original Greek, the phrase set an example means to serve as a pattern. When we serve as a pattern, we show others what it means to live as a Christ follower. This example is highly influential. Some people will see us and be drawn to Christ. 
And even those who choose not to follow Christ will know there is something different about the way we live. They will at least know that our faith is authentic and that God makes a difference in the lives of his followers. This is highly influential. I am going to close with a story. Um, and this student wasn't able to be with us today. She's on vacation, so I asked her to send me a story that I could read. So, if I can get it up. Okay. All right. It says, this is one of our graduating seniors this year. I went into this summer telling myself I wouldn't get involved in anything so I could rest up after a crazy senior year. Camps and programs and other various commitments were thrown my way the summer, as the summer began, and I was able to keep that promise I had made to myself and avoid all involvement. But then Falls Creek rolled around. I made an oath impulsive decision to go since it would be my last summer to be able to go as a student. It was probably the best decision I've made in 2019. When we arrived, I helped Clint go check in and get our wristbands and other paraphernalia when I was reminded of an exciting opportunity. During the altar call every night in worship, there's a group of volunteers that meet those moved to come down to the altar. I had heard of it before, but didn't have any desire to participate. This year, I decided it would be a great way to practice evangelism, especially people who are willing to listen. So that evening, I went to training and got to be a part of the most amazing experience. For the rest of the week, I went down to the front at every altar call and met with girls of all different backgrounds. And I got to share my love, the, the love that my Lord had given me to these young students. And it was, a life change, it, it was life changing to lead them to accepting Christ. Through me, Christ brought four girls to faith. While each conversation was so powerful, I was also terrified that I would say the wrong thing or not enough of what they needed to know. But the Holy Spirit that comforts us in our sufferings is the same God that is with us when we witness. The words would come easy to me, and I know it was because they weren't mine. Being on the decision team was the most eye-opening and humbling experience I've ever had. God made his presence so clear to me that week. It was a perfect reminder of the opportunities God presents to us. How it doesn't have to be halfway around the world. And that when we accept these chances to witness, we can rely on Christ to be by our side as we serve him. That's what it's about. We have to be out sharing our stories with others.
our youth are there. They're getting to that point where they want to go out and share their faith. It's been a long, long road to get there. But some of them are there already. And it's been great to see. What she didn't say in that story is she asked me to do it with her. And I did. And early on in my ministry here, evangelism was a huge part of who I was as a minister. But I'd lost that desire to do that. But because she led me to that meeting, I now have that desire to share my faith again with others. Youth, you guys can lead us. We can follow your example as adults. You are doing what you need to do. Keep doing it. I'm here with you. Adults, what does that mean for us? Do you want that next level faith? For things to change in this church, that's what we have to be. We have to be in the Word. We have to be in prayer. We have to have authentic worship. We have to serve our community and our, our family. As the praise team comes to close us out, the altar is open today. Will you respond to God? Maybe you just need to be in the Word more. Come down and pray about it. You shouldn't be ashamed to come down and talk to God. That's what we're called to do. Maybe you need to spend more time in prayer, and this is a perfect time to do it. Maybe you haven't accepted Christ yet. And you need to start that faith journey. We will be down here to, to greet you. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for teaching us today the principles of your word. Lord, I pray that each and every one here will respond to you. Wherever they are in their faith journey, Lord, that they will find that area that you want them to improve. And I pray that they will come to you at this time and ask for guidance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.